everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarbonito, your features editor. And Rotten, editor-in-chief. Relage.get, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the fired editor. <laughs> oh, that, you listened he, to last week, I he see. Forced yeah, his, he forced his way I back. listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird to have learned that I was fired and got rehired while I was on vacation. Isn't Truly there, a roller coaster. Like, rules against yeah. that? No. <laughs> yeah, just take it up with HR. <laughs> Oh, fuck, that's me. <laughs> I have to have a meeting with myself later. <laughs> no, Very we hope disappointed you... in your performance, he says to himself. No, we hope you enjoyed your vacation. From what I understand, you went up to the Tibetan mountains to become a master in tunic. That's, mm-hmm. that's my understanding of it. You're the leading yep. expert in tunic now. Um, and we will talk about that game later on in the episode. But first, let's get into some news. Uh, PlayStation State to Play, another one happened last week, and we got to see all things Hogwarts Legacy. It was just a 20-minute info dump. It was like the first half was just a montage of gameplay clips with some narration, and then the second half was like some dev interview with some more gameplay. Like mixed It was into an that. info dump, like how canonically wizards would dump and then just magic away the poop as they were walking through the halls of the Ministry of Magic. Thank you. Uh, but this info stays with us. You were waiting for anything, any like moment you could. Like if I had said the part one was this and then number two was this, you'd be like, oh, and number two, like the number two that disappears. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Any, how, how do people here feel about that? I, I mean, I think it looks sick. Um, mm. Like from a, from a like graphical fidelity standpoint, like all of the environments just look incredible um really really well crafted um yeah Mm. yeah i was genuinely surprised by this because i didn't really know what to expect going into hogwarts legacy um i think the most impressive thing to me is the scale like i know from the movies and the books like hogwarts is a big ass school Mm -hmm. but this game makes it feel like a big ass school you know yeah yeah i i also got and i said this in the pre-show like i also got like vibes of the early ps2 harry potter games where you could kind of explore the school a little bit mm-hmm. um it wasn't anything crazy but you could kind of explore the grounds a bit and the from what it looks like you're going to be able to basically have full access to the entire school and surrounding areas for the most part you got hogs hog hogsmead and got drunk on butterbeer it's it's interesting it's always interesting for open world games is like where are you gonna put the bounds of that open world um you know some games make it super easy like you know gta 5 well you're gonna be able to go to the city and you know they tacked on some of the north of the city i was really just expecting for this game to be like well it's it's called hogwarts legacy you're just gonna be at hogwarts but it actually looks like they have done a lot to expand past that as well yeah the fact it's like, you can fly yeah yeah broomsticks and canonically we know that the player that the that your character has seen someone die so that's cool mm-hmm. is it was that a thing in harry potter i, I kind of forget that was one of in one of the clips that they showed there was the there were those like spectral horse things that lead the carriages. Oh yeah, that's that you can right. only see yeah. after you've seen someone die. That's yeah. right. I forgot about so, that. So it's just like, hmm. hmm. Main character's seen some shit. This might be a. This might be why he is only showing up in fifth year. 
Yeah. Well, With I mean, your character. special powers. Yeah, and you can also cast the killing curse, which is uh, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> totally doing that. I'm killing like cursing a, uh, all my homies. No, we're no maybe, home, maybe no that was homies. the angle they were taking. We're finally getting that that f- new Fable game that we want, but it's just Fable meets Harry Potter. Yeah, well, mm. it's kind of like like the Star Wars games where everybody's like, "Nah, give me the the dark side fucking powers. I'm gonna ch- I want to light force lightning some people." <laughs> yeah, like, I want to be <laughs> Death Killer. Yeah, Death Killer the Sith Apprentice. What's this being noble and stuff? No, let me kill some fucking younglings, man. <laughs> like, that's what my Hogwarts experience I hope is like. Yeah, Order sixty six, this... but for wizards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this thing is seeming a lot like it's truly doing that Hogwarts experience because there's there's a lot in. There's I mean, there's the combat. There's a combat, right? Like a lot of spells and shit. But then there's like potions class and like farming sim kind of you know like you i think combat was the weakest thing that i saw in that it was a whole bunch of standing still or slowly strafing mm-hmm. sending out red spells then pulling someone in sending out more red spells throwing them at someone else and then sending out more red spells um mm-hmm. you know and i'm not sure if that's just you know that's only how much they're willing to show at the moment like you know we're going to let you see the the three most basic spells you get from your charms class or something. Um, but I really hope that there's m- more to combat than slow strafe. Uh, I mean, I don't know enough Hogwarts lore to know what it's like. I know it's set in the late 1800s. Did, I don't know did what you that you know about means. the pooping? I want, I want I, to make I sure that you're, that you're aware, aware of the pooping. You're aware of I, the pooping. <laughs> I'm aware of the pooping, and I'm aware that no one said Hermione has to be white. I'm aware. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's another thing that she fucking tweeted about. Um, but I'm aware it's in the late 1800s. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know that, like, who's in the school at the well, time. The 1800s the legend, is it's a period of about 200 years ago. Uh-huh, um, thank you. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Just, there was a lot of missing that period. <laughs> right, right. A lot of people I mean, shot. To be yes. fair, I mean, it was really only like a, a little over 100 years ago. So, like yeah, years that's ago. true. Yeah. But so I don't know what it means for the lore, but what I do hope it means is I know that in the movies, the defense against the dark arts class is a big thing because it's like a rotating, revolving door of teachers every year. Yeah. Um, but I hope maybe there's just a dark arts class where you learn the killing curse uh i don't think so <laughs> but, but that would be cool wouldn't it no you gotta it's get like, into the you're gonna be going into some alley and he's like hey kid you want to learn the death curse <laughs> yeah, that's the dark arts class my professor be, in the dark alley and hans made the, the dark wizard cabal of whatever you want to buy a death stick and it's yeah. just wands <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I, you know, and I also kind of hope that Quidditch shows up. But I don't know if it will. It definitely will. They had that shot at the like so? towards the end where they had the girl came up and she was wearing the Quidditch garb, and you could see the the circle in the background stadium. I wasn't even paying attention to that part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, remember that they made a whole like EA Sports esque Quidditch game back in the they? day. Yeah, there was like is specifically like a Quidditch World Cup video game. Hmm. That's... Harry I, Potter I fans remember weird. It, it really Harry is. Potter fans are the most bizarre. <laughs> I don't know about most bizarre. There's Sonic fans. Uh, there's JoJo fans. I don't know. Yeah, I'm slowly becoming a JoJo fan, and it does scare me. Uh, but yeah, Harry Potter. It's there. There is something about the fandom that I it's can see being obsessive. a little weird. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think that when it does it right, it's pretty good. Like this Hogwarts legacy thing, I think is a good example. Oh, like I wouldn't great, yeah. call, yeah, I wouldn't call myself a Potterhead by any means, but seeing that I was like, okay, all right. I see, I see like where the pun not intended, but the magic of this universe is now like, this yeah. is the, the cool execution of the, of the IP. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of crazy. It took this long, like for summer to, I mean, obviously the scale of it and graphical fidelity, blah, blah, can only happen now, but it's like, man, with with one of the the biggest entertainment, I mean, it, franchises dan- dancing around the the transphobic elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she definitely did some stuff to kill a lot of hype for the franchise. For sure. She um, Avada then- Kedavra did <laughs> not quite because it's still around. Yeah, no, it's it's so the way it's still the, around. the franchise itself is Harry Potter and that it survived the yeah <laughs> the kill. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's good to see, and especially after you know it was announced, and then we just didn't hear about it for so fucking long. And that leak, like four years ago, three years oh, ago. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's cool to be like, oh, it's a, it's still a thing. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's one of the harder things too when you, when it comes to thinking about this game is that there is still a part of it where like, is it okay to be excited about this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's that balance between a whole lot of really well-meaning devs, and a lot of those devs have even been very vocal um, about about their dislike of the source of the original content. Um, but it's it's that balance of like, yes, there will be a payday due to intellectual property, but also it looks like a whole lot of really good developers have done a really good job bringing this game this game to life and this world uh, to life. I was really not sure whether I would be down for like a, a Harry Potter-esque RPG, mm-hmm. but just the, the number of secrets that I could hope that they would dot in and around the world and, and how you would interact with those... Um, my uh my my open world investigation tense uh senses are tingling yeah Yeah. it's definitely a shame right like to have this this controversy and and it's been interesting watching twitter and kind of people's sides and and a lot of kind of vitriol being thrown around um which also kind of has to be called out like i i get the the frustration with Rowling and and how she is just, for lack of a better term, a dumpster fire of a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some people are excited about this, and the people that are um, obviously and and fairly upset about how she's taken this franchise and and really kind of destroyed it with her views and using her views within the world and and things like that. I think it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to not want to support the game because of that. But at the same time, people need to remember that you can't take it out on other people too. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of frustrating seeing people like just get absolutely shit on for being like, yeah, I'm excited to play this. I understand that, that, you know, rallying is problematic. Um, and then just to see people just go off on, on others. It's like at the end of the day, it's a game. Um, there is that history there, but there's also a, a very talented group of developers behind it um, that 
I would assume most of them want nothing to do with J.K. Rowling's <laughs> um, feelings and, and and things like that. So it's yeah. it's a tough place to be, right? You see this awesome game that you want to play, but there's also this component of supporting it in some small way supports her, um, while in a larger way supporting a talented development team. Right. I, I am curious if the conversation would be a little different because I think didn't uh, the the social media manager of Port Key Games they confirmed that there would be no microtransactions in this game. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. good, right? That's good to hear just from like a game design perspective because you know you saw like when you're growing those plants, like the timer showed up. Yeah, I and saw the timer. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> right? Like speed up yeah. the plant growing or whatever, right? But um. No, so there's a confirmation of no microtransactions, and I wonder how much that would change the discussion if there were, just because, as we all know, right, like, sure, that $60 upfront investment, it's a lot, but then the real money comes from the microtransactions, like, from, mm-hmm. from the game development standpoint, yeah. right, or from the business standpoint. So if there were microtransactions, would it feel worse, right? Like, would it feel more like you're supporting someone you disagree with? Probably. You know what I mean? I think one thing that it's so over something like Harry Potter or really anything, what that means to the individual is entirely up to that individual. Like, but pro- mm-hmm. I would imagine most people that are big Harry Potter fans have no idea of anything that Rowling has said at all, nothing, yeah. um, and that they just love the th- the thing. They have a certain yeah. set of emotions with it or feelings or whatever it has done for them. I think that's also something people have got to realize that people aren't as plugged in and they not, might not want to be. Because, uh, I mean, the reality is there's 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 skeletons in every closet that are really hard to face. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do anything, but it's just like those people that are like excited, just let them be excited for what they like. like yeah, I mean, you could point cool. it out and say, hey, this is a thing, but there's no reason to be nasty about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what what really undermines a lot of times when they're because it's worthwhile to point this out and be like, hey, yeah, this person is kind mm-hmm. of fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the, but to then just undercut not, not everybody kind else, of a fucking piece of shit, yeah, just a piece <laughs> of shit, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dumpster fire of a human being. <laughs> that uh, yeah. it just really undercuts everything when you're also kind of lumping everybody in. It's like, oh, yep. so that you must be supporting that or whatever the case may be. It's like, well, not really. Uh, so it's it's very uh, hey. Hey, Rut. Not helpful. Mm-hmm. I heard you. I heard you bring up dumpster fires. Can I tell you another piece of fun dump-related trivia to do with the world of Harry Potter? <laughs> Please do go on. Yes. Uh, well, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to to what you were talking, Rob, with the the microtransactions and what we saw in the room of requirements. Um, just like circling back onto the 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 state of the play itself the way that they are using the room of requirements, not as like a one-off story point, but as like a, a hub where you can alter the your the focus of your character, it looks like. Yeah. You know, do you want to set up a whole bunch of potted plants? The fact that you can like get magical beasts and set up a nice like home on the prairie. I'm sorry, uh, do you was... mean fantastic beasts? <laughs> what did I say? You said magical beast. I just wanted. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, sure, yeah, fantastic, fantastic beasts. Wherever you you do or do not wish to find them, mm-hmm. um, that I think that that will also be a really interesting aspect. Like, you know, depending on how like the obtaining of those beasts, if they can get, you know, this might be the the successful 
Pokemon spin-off that they managed to get because the mobile game just did not work for Harry Potter. Oh, I forgot there was a fucking like yes. an ARG one or whatever, right? Yeah, like, by Niantic. There was a Harry Potter yeah. Go. Uh, that's really and there was another one at one point. I can't remember what it's called now, but it didn't do particularly well either. Mm-hmm. Man, like Yeah, I mean I think it's it takes a certain kind of game to really bring that franchise to life, right? Because when you think about all the things Harry Potter, all the things Hogwarts, it's so massive that it takes an equally massive project right to really execute on everything at least decently if not well and this game it's it has that energy like honestly there's a part of it for me that kind of feels like a persona game in a way like you're managing your school day trying to figure out like okay maybe after this class i'll do this and after that class i'll go kill some centaurs in the forest or something i don't know (laughs) go Um, kill wizard god yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you know I, i think that is where it's really clicking for me and that it it kind of feels like a full movie right but in a game that you can take things at your own pace you know coming in as a fifth year you know what game you can't take at your own pace though uh what gran turismo 7 i mean if you play an automatic like a scrub maybe (laughs) but hey now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you tried getting right. good? Mm-hmm. You just got to shift gears into Grand Turismo. I just want to go fast. I just want to go fast. So do a lot of people playing GT Seven, uh, and then and then the recent update happened, and that kind of stopped. And they got to swipe their cards fast. Yeah. Um, so Gran Turismo 7 came out two weeks ago, came out to pretty good reviews. I think a lot of people really liked it, kept calling it a return to form for the Gran Turismo franchise. Uh, and then just last week, they pushed out an update that added a lot of microtransactions and decreased the amount of in-game credits you get per race. Because whenever you complete a race, you get in-game money and you can use that money to buy the really nice cars or really any car, but you know, you're probably saving up for the nice ones. Um, but now you could just buy those cars with your real life money. That solves the problem. That's wild. Like it's isn't isn't that what you wanted? Oh boy. And this is also, you know, it's a I know it's a PS4, PS5 title. Um, I believe the PS5 edition is seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. So and a, it's, it is. you don't get like the PS4 version with it, if I remember right. Yeah, probably I think. Not. Was it Horizon Forbidden West was the last, like, proper yeah, cross-buy so. one? Mm-hmm. And they almost didn't do that until people reminded them they said they would do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you yeah. promised. Oh, shit, they remembered. <laughs> yeah, so that was like, that's the, that's it. It's the last time. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't. I'm, I'm sure it's a business decision. It's a whole bunch of people way, way above the developers. Oh, Again, sure. kind of getting into that whole, don't get angry at developers. They probably hate this as much as you do. It's probably a whole bunch of people looking top down going, well, you know, we could, uh, we could, what we could do is we could take all of these drivers, we could hang them upside down by their ankles and we can just shake them and we'll just shake them and we'll see what comes loose. And if it's their credit cards, then we'll give them an okay car for 20 bucks. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the tough thing with it, right? Is that because the the CEO of um, the developer, Kazunori Yamauchi, released a little letter, right? And in the letter, we have a little quote on our site. Um, also in this update, some event rewards have been adjusted. I wanted to also explain the reasons for it and our plans going forward. In GT7, I would like to have users enjoy lots of cars and races, even without microtransactions. At the same time, the pricing of cars is an important element that conveys their value and rarity. So I do think it's important for it to be linked with the real world prices. What's that famous EA quote that I got? Surprise. Uh, it's in the mechanics? game. Oh. No, 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 no. No, the one with challenge everything. <laughs> no, the Battlefront 2 quote. Microtransactions are good. Yeah, you guys are all failing me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That the really highly downvoted Reddit comment one. Yes. Oh yeah, the one that's like negative six hundred thousand or some shit downloads. Yeah. Oh, um, something something pride, right? Something you can be proud of. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but it yeah, does have yeah, that we, energy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was it was that energy. It was you know we wanted to make sure to provide players with something that they could be proud of, so that when you do roll up to the to the race line. You know, in in GT seven, when you roll up with that, you know, eight million credit car, people yeah. will go, "Oh wow!" Sense of pride and accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Ah, gross. Yeah. So, I hate it. I hate yeah, it so much. It's it's just like I know I get that GT seven is like it's it's car porn the game, right? Like if you're horny about cars and you're a gearhead, this is that game for you. I mean, not that it's like the most simulator simulator but it's all about like that car history like you learn the history of these cars right so i get that there's a lot of um gravitas and like respect around the history of the motorsport however i think it'd be you'd be very hard pressed to find a lot of people who would pay 70 dollars up front for this really good racing game then another 40 dollars for a car when they think in their minds, oh, I mean, it cost me like over a million dollars in real life. So really, this is a steal. Like, no one's going to think that <laughs> <laughs> with this, this game. This is a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> I get I that also, Mercedes for like a percent. It's uh, You know, as much as I like, you know, hate the idea of like console wars and this and that, is that this is something that the inclusion of Game Pass just makes a bigger and bigger question. No, because it's it's a legitimate. Yeah, sure, Rutt's sure. There yeah. silently giggling to himself because I've been back in in thirty minutes. I've already brought up Game Pass, and everyone at home, take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phil, let no, us know it, when the check is in the mail. Yeah, it is. It is then like a legitimate thing that people might look at and say, "Well, you know, GT Seven is a fantastic racing sim." You know, not the Forza Horizons, but the Forza Motorsport. Um, yeah, I'm not a racing sim guy. I don't know where the pros and cons are for either franchise. But as a more casual side, the difference between just having it accessible um, and versus the the seventy dollar price tag that doesn't go across your multiple consoles. Um, it also just kind of like adds an extra like nail of why. Why yeah. are they making these decisions? Um, and Sony kind of continuing. Oh, because people to... are going to pay it, right? I mean, the, the reality yeah, is, Sony there's going to be enough people. Yeah, Sony continuing to perpetrate their whole like we are 
we are selling you a premium here at PlayStation, yeah. and and you will pay that premium. They're the Apple man. Whether you right. Like I mean, it even if only one percent of the GT Seven players spend like three hundred dollars to get their favorite cars, like multiply that one percent by I don't know, like what's one percent of a million, right? And then multiply that by three hundred, uh, right? Twelve dollars. Like, sure. Yeah. So they're going to make twelve dollars out of this out of this um, update, which yeah. is pretty big. I think it's worth it. It's I, the biggest element to me is yeah uh, the microtransactions bullshit it's expensive but they already put the game out it was reviewed in a certain way and then they cha- drastically changed the progression of the game mm-hmm. afterwards and then are charging people to then speed up that progression but That's they don't bullshit, horseshit. but they would like users to enjoy lots of cars and races it's, even without microtransactions on... it doesn't make sense like you said we want to enjoy it in a lot of different ways and he also says. We would like to try to avoid a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again. How is that not creating that problem by reducing how much the reward? Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense. Well, you see, how it reduces it is you stop playing the game. That's probably, yeah. People just don't play it anymore. Yeah. There we go. I mean, it's just when you compare it to Forza, right? Like, I mean, I think it's the biggest comparison to make because Gran Turismo is the PlayStation racing game. Forza right now is the Xbox PlayStation uh, racing game, right? Like, I, I've spent so much time in Forza Horizon 5. Love that game. And I've never once had to think about like, oh, do I need to spend real money to get the card? Right? Because they throw yeah. so many fucking cars at you that that just is easy and then you kind of rack up enough credits by like like they do the wheel spin shit and then the like you know it's kind of like a candy land of car car game right so you don't have to worry too much about spending your real world money and then i guess we can add the game pass value on top of that just to you know make stretch happy um so when you compare the two just from a financial perspective one's the easy option right oh yeah yeah, I mean, it could bring back to Game Pass something. I think that's a very fair comparison because if you're going to say, okay, I'm paying for this subscription service, and Forza, by all accounts, I think they, they're you can at least say they're very much equals in terms of quality and fidelity and the teams behind it, blah, 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 blah. Um, if I'm getting that for free, and then let's say they do have a microtransaction option, all of a sudden that becomes a lot easier to stomach also, mm-hmm. right? So this idea of microtransaction on top of it is just so much more worse with the GT7 stuff. Um that if I feel like, oh, I'm already getting something free, maybe I would be willing to spend whatever in a game because I've already got it free in my head, even though you know, I'm paying for a subscription. But uh, Yeah. And does anyone else also find this like a tiny bit tone deaf considering, not to bring too much of the real world in, but like <laughs> with gas yeah. prices going up and like inflation going crazy, it's like, okay, cool. So I can, instead of like spending my $40 on a tank of gas, I'll spend it on a virtual tank of gas with a nice exactly. car. Yeah, right? just think of it that way. Instead of buying a tank of gas in real life, buy this fucking rad car. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm coming around. Deal. GT7's on the, you know, they're making a good point here. All right, so it's early front runner for game of the year here at TechRap. In, in the world of the metaverse, we'll all wake up, sit up in bed, put our VR headset on, truck driving simulator, are into sit work, in bed. way into work via Google Maps. Uh, you mean my bed will <laughs> sit, sit down me at the up. desk? <laughs> in the metaverse, where I have a VR headset, uh, there's no way I'm sitting myself up. I have, fucking, <laughs> I have a button. Always a reclining. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's... people in Wally, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I was going to make the joke, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame to see this, right? Like, especially with, with something that's one of those flagship tentpole PlayStation things, right? Because it, it kind of sets, it, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? Like, not that I'm expecting them to, like, they're not going to release God of War Ragnarok comes out to like nine out of 10 reviews on the week after they're like, okay, but you get less XP. But if you buy our booster, like, I don't think they're going to do that, no. but I definitely just, just kind of, it feels a little gross, you know? De- it's, it's, uh, it's just such a strange move to get yeah. dongles on the bottom of Kratos's axe as pop mm. funkos of each of the yes. deities that he's slain. <laughs> if you pay fifty dollars, you can get truck nuts on the Leviathan axe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Fuzzy dice, anyone? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. It's well, just the scummiest of scummy things that these big companies have been doing. Mm. It's it's so fucking bullshit. It's stupid. Well, then how about we shift gears and talk about something very wholesome and happy and nice and is available day one on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Tunic. Yeah, we can talk about it in the context of how I was talking about it earlier. How mm-hmm. much... Uh, no, I won't take it up again. <laughs> how Rule 34 has it been? Oh, well. Yeah, you <laughs> have much? been wondering that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. A little, 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 little bit of the Fox. pre-show leaking out. Yeah, if anyone out there knows... Email no. us, please. No. <laughs> no. Why? Send it to Stretch. Specifically. No. <laughs> Excuse me while I close off my Twitter DMs and yeah. remove my email from everything. Yeah, puzzle this. Yeah. Uh. So, Tunic, we have... We have uh, Quite a few people here have been playing it. Stretch, I'm pretty sure you're the leading, the world's leading expert in be. Tunic right now. Like, people are truly. literally DMing him for help. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, the game is so much fun. This is, um, in probably the best way possible, this is like the love child of Legend of Zelda Death's Door with a sprinkling of the good part of Fez. The good part. <laughs> I have I have not had a game like a puzzle game click and engage with me this hard I think since Fez and that was like college days late night staying up with like three other people as we all sat around with pads and papers and tried to uh, translate the in world Fez language um, mm. and I've I've literally got papers scattered all about. Um, with different runic markings and drawings of maps and dot symbols. And the, I, it's it's just so much fun. And it has done such a great job of just like capturing what I want in a puzzle game. But mm-hmm. also the combat is really enjoyable. Um, the game is, is tough. Um, I definitely had some... It's Would tough. you say tough but fair? It's it's tough and I'm a little bit of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, but if you if you don't want to get into these stupid deep puzzles, then you don't have to. You can play the entirety of the game. You know, there's still conundrums to like extrapolate information based on like pictures and symbols on the the in-game instruction manual. Uh, but the depth that these puzzles go to. Um, is just just so much fun. Mm. So uh, I, I guess to like paint the picture for people who haven't played it at all, like it's it's an isometric kind of like action game. Yeah, in a way, right? uh, it, like but 
but a lot of the world has this weird language and it's it's like its own thing see but right? it's also like, like and it. and Otten will be able to to back me up here is like yeah the world has a weird language and the instruction manual like collectibles you get are in that weird language but there is only two puzzles in the game that actually require you to know the language so for the most part um you know really what a lot of the people on like the tech raptor slack have seen has been me smashing my head against puzzles after puzzles i really haven't spoken that much with them about the like the core crux of the gameplay mm. yeah the core core part of the game it's very it's it's a very much a classic zelda e game yeah um with uh with a little bit of the souls like influence in terms of the like you, there there are you know bonfires basically around and that when you go to them the enemies respawn and et cetera, et cetera. you die you go collect your soul that kind of thing yeah but you don't so lose got, all your souls right it's just like a you only lose 20 coins yeah you yeah. don't use it's, it's a negligible amount <laughs> yeah like it's not so as it's punishing got, yeah so it's got that kind of influence and i think the combat is also sees a little bit of of that kind of stuff going on in it but if if you're really just seen as a more modern modernized combat for a Zelda game, that's exactly what it is to me. Like if you're just looking for a chill, like you you love a link to the past or something, you're like, I'm looking for something along that, just play this. It is definitely that for sure. I mean, it's called fucking tunic and he's wearing a tunic like Link, so like Yeah. It's green, just like Link. <laughs> yeah. It's customizable actually, but that's also a secret that you can have you can stumble across. <laughs> It's, have you have you found the changing room yet, Otten? I have not. I have, I have not engaged with a lot of puzzles yet. Uh, just running around the world, hmm. finding bosses and stuff. Um, it is fantastic. Like hmm. I can't, I can't imagine. So when we were, I'm already thinking like end of the year stuff. I can't imagine something's taking indie game of the year away from it to me. And if something does, I'm way excited for that because we have two fucking rad games that came out this year. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Tunic is fantastic. Like, everything about it is fantastic. Uh, right. Running around is fun. If they don't, like, somehow sell that fucking booklet as merch someday, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. I would I totally mean, buy that thing. <laughs> yeah. Because in the game, right, like, you start out with no instruction manual, but then as you explore, you pick up pages. Yeah, of you pick up these like, pages. Yeah, and then and so it's anytime, an actual flip through book that's in the game. Right, and I, I did find this cute when you pull it up and then you hold down the right stick, at least on Xbox, right? Like you you put the book down and then you look up and it's like it's your game is paused, but it looks like it's CRT TV. Yeah. Like that's cute. It's there's so much going on and like so many surprising things like. You will just stumble into shit and be like, "What? I didn't even know I could do that." Like, mm -hmm. there's a certain um, certain point where you ha you've had this ability this whole time, and then they just show you, "Oh yeah, you can do this." Hmm. I'm like, "What the fuck?" When I found a, a you know instruction booklet, and then I was like, "Oh, that's what these squares are all about." I just found that out. I was like, "What the hell do you do with these?" And I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this thing works." Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you have an idea, just give it a shot, and it's there's probably something there. Like there's a logical thinking of if you have this ability or this item or this thing, and that looks like it might interact with something else, give it a shot because there's a really good chance that it does. Yeah, yeah like I um, I got a I got a copy of the game from the publisher a few weeks ago for the purpose of creating guides for Tech Raptor. Um, but then since it's it's hit its day one launch on um, on Game Pass, I've 
started up a brand new game on on my xbox just it for the achievements right 100 percent. yeah no you insane person i um, you, you i can't fathom you i don't understand <laughs> you as a person but it's so weird and like you know a, a friend was sitting with me yesterday as i was playing it and i would just like be walking near a set of rocks and you know quickly rapidly tap something out on on the controller and then a magical chest would appear and then one of the secret items would pop out of that chest and they looked at me and like what even just happened there and i was like well so you see and i'd kind of like explain what happened and like what like how do you learn that it's like oh well this page has this thing which then references this that then like if you wanted to you could know the language you don't need to learn it's just it's been such an entirely different game playing it as a brand new game knowing everything that i can do Mm -hmm. yeah because like i think you'd mentioned before like now that you know what to do you could probably beat the game really fast and i've only spent like maybe two hours in the game so far and i can already see inklings of that like i haven't even gotten far enough to know what either of you two are talking about but they even do simple things like because it's isometric secret pathways are just hidden Mm -hmm. naturally by the foliage or like Mm -hmm. rocks or whatever and some of those are just straight up shortcuts right so like you know you can go the long way around and then you realize like oh that's a shortcut and then the next time you play you can just like take that shortcut and And most of the time if you so fast if you get the guidebook that you will see where those are on the the map if you pay Mm -hmm. attention uh like i mean this is this is gonna mean very little because it's just like another of those shortcuts but in the overworld, every single one of the waterfalls is connected. Nice. Uh, like, like a pathway. <laughs> so it's just like you, it's, it's something, it doesn't really matter. It's just like, a, you know, you're already moving faster, like quickly around the overworld. Um, but you, you can just like go in, go around. It's just, if you think hmm, what? a video game might have this secret, um, it's, it's chances are Tunic has the secret mm-hmm. and it's, so awesome it does such a fantastic job even um you know not to spoil anything even if you walk in and like find a secret room i'd still Mm -hmm. recommend checking every corner because probably 50 percent of the time there's another connected room that leads to a different secret um and they do such a good job with the bait and switch um one of those secrets that i recently figured out rewarded me with a chest that appeared that just had a single coin in it <laughs> just nice. to be like fuck you <laughs> not even like one of the large coins i'm just talking about like you know one of the singular currency a green rupee yeah the equivalent of a green rupee um but no i've just been going full full ham and an arg has started and that's, that's awesome right. um and the people who have press kits for tunic um, each of them has been getting sent like an individual puzzle piece. So the internet is now scouring, trying to find everyone who has posted their individual piece on social media. And that seems to be creating a pattern of the fox like pointing flags in certain directions. And then it's, well, that's a code. So where do we go in the game to use that code? And there's a website with creepy music that if you put that through a spectral analyzer, it gives you a different in-game text about like a world between and the eyes that look out from it. And 
I'm like Dude, over here, like up. with with the with the red twine and the cork board and yeah. just the way that this game has latched on to me. Uh, and what's is, amazing is, like you said earlier, you don't have to engage with any of that if you don't want to. If you just yeah. want a straight up old school Zelda experience, just do that. You yeah, just want to fight some you don't bosses. Have to do any of that, unless you want to. Hundred percent. That's, that's just extra stuff. <laughs> It's, a, it's yeah. a very different approach to instead of be like, well, here's the game or like, here's part of the game and then you've got to work hard to get to the real ending. It's like, no, there's the real ending and look at all of this other stuff you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really satisfying experience. Yeah, like in my in my short time playing it, I think I would describe this game as it's... it's like I don't think this should be anyone's first video game ever, but it's definitely one oh, of those man. where like it... It's, it builds on top of a lot of heuristics and language that you would learn just by yes. having played a lot of games, right? Like even the basic stuff where, so if if you're someone who doesn't play a lot of games and we're saying like, oh, this game doesn't have, like it has very little in English, like a lot of it's this fake language, that probably sounds really scary, right? But instead it's like when you know enough about like game stuff, like I, I went into a shop I didn't know it was a shop. It was just this weird, creepy, big skeleton dude with two items in front of him. And then you approach one and you press A. And it's like this fake fucking text that shows up. But then it just says like 100 and then like the icon for the the coin next to it. And if you play enough games, your brain just kind of really immediately clicks like, oh, this is a shop. Okay. You know, and it, it plays on stuff like that where it just kind of rewards you for just all this built-in knowledge you kind of have learned from all these other games you've played. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it also it also preys on you taking stuff at face value and glossing over it yeah. when something like when something else is actually happening, the number of secrets that are hidden in that instruction book. Um, you know, just nine times out of ten if you open a page there will be one if not two secrets associated to it mm. um yeah if there's something just, that you draws your eye there's a reason it's mm. not like have, pay attention to that and like act on it you'll be able something will happen yeah it's like they even tell you about the dodge roll like the iframes are attached to the dust that kicks up on your feet yeah it's pretty that's a little thing that's pretty yeah. great yeah yeah, there's just it's as someone who has like hundred percent completed it in the process of hundred percent completing it a second time has been completely you know completely submerged in um, multiple discords trying to look at secrets and solve secrets. It's definitely one of those games that like I keep wanting to get people to play, but I can't tell them like in depth why. <laughs> I've been really enjoying all of these people who have been reaching out or, um, you know, who have been DMing about like, oh, even if they're like, hey, I think that there might be something to do with this text on this page. Um, and I'll even do the quick translation and shoot it back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because like I, I want to engage in that kind of high school, like that schoolyard level of like swapping stories of like, oh, well, have you tried this? It's like... Well, there's this code and it references this. So what if we try this here? No, that didn't work. Like, you know, and it's just like a thing that you keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, that sense yeah. of sense of community and conversation. Um, and Scrappy, Otten, when you when you want to learn stuff, let me know. No. I'd, I'd love to, to talk about the secrets of the manual. It's so fucking cool. Hey, <laughs> Stretch, why are you scratching your neck? Out. You okay? 
got got any more of them secrets? <laughs> I can quit anytime you want. <laughs> uh, to get back to what Scrappy said, I think that is exactly that was one of the thoughts that I had. I was like, man, this is a real like. Uh, trying to think of the right way to phrase it but like it's a, it's a love letter to video games well a little bit like that but it's like mm. um the dark souls you know, of puzzle games no some people will say like this is a real like uh oh yeah i agree like yeah. filmmakers film like it's made for movie lovers so that it does all these mm. things that like your average audience is gonna be like what the hell i don't care but someone it's, else is gonna it's see a video game for nuances. video gamers yeah. In, a, in a way, like someone that's really been around or like for game developers that really know a lot of design stuff and that how much is just layered into this, that's none of it's super complicated. It's just that there's a lot of it and it makes you think in interesting ways and sometimes new ways because it'll definitely show you, okay, I know everything about this. If I there's a weird stacked barrels, yeah, I should probably destroy them and there's some shit somewhere or something like it. it, it I don't know. It takes all these basic things and makes you think about them in a new way um, mm-hmm. and it has them all together. That's really fun. Um, I, it's like, just really fantastic doing that. Yeah. But I think in a way it is still pretty approachable too. Like I don't want oh, this to sound is. like one of those, like you have to be a real gamer to no, play no, or some no. shit like that, right? Like it's nothing like that. Because I think there's a part of it too where, I mean, let's, let's be honest, the art style is cute as fuck, right? Like there are people who might be gravitating toward it just because they want to play as the cute fox. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's a gorgeous game, game. Yeah. And, and that was part of it for me is like, I was thinking, Oh cool. I'd love to play like a Zelda game, but you play as a cute fox. That'd be cool. And then you pick up that first instruction booklet and then I'm like, Oh, there's more to this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, like you're saying, it's just that certain language of games that it speaks very well to people that know the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a lot of games do that. Do it super well anyway. And Tunic is very, very fun for that. So someone that's been playing games a long time or knows too much or is maybe a little jaded, I think Tunic is exactly what you're looking for. Agreed. But also for, like, if you're not, like, if you don't want to engage with any of that stuff and you're just looking for a cool Zelda-y little adventure thing, it's totally that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has very Zelda puzzle-y type stuff. Definitely. Also on the flip side, if, like, the, the tough Souls-esque combat isn't your bag there's accessibility options that you can just turn off taking damage or turn off stamina loss and you can you know kind of build in um build that in you know if you're at a hard boss encounter you can use the spells to make bombs or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah but but then is are you really playing the game let's get into that difficulty in video games discourse real quick you're 100 (laughs) percent playing the game yeah you are that's uh that's like you know how a lot of games nowadays they'll have like the hard normal easy and then story Mm -hmm. it's like this is just you know doing the the story mode um and it really doesn't take anything if you're if you're wanting to get into it for the puzzles you shouldn't need to be into it for the combat as well just as much as if you're only in it for the combat they've done a good job of keeping the puzzles puzzles um Mm. there's very there's no point that it'll be like you need to solve a puzzle that leads you to a combat challenge that takes you to another puzzle yeah um does a good job of uh compartmentalizing everything Mm -hmm. i do appreciate that because there there is a part of me where like at least in these early moments i'm kind of like I'm eh with the combat. I think the combat's fine. It's serviceable, but it reminds me a lot of Death's Door, where I was mm-hmm. also not 
as into that combat either was like yeah all right i get it you know and i i just didn't really see myself wanting to get really far into those like oh those perfect dodge rolls and like that perfect block sort of stuff you know and you don't need to i mean there's not that many bosses really it's 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 a simple gameplay style combat style um that there's not a ton to engage. It's just, it's just, it's done very well, but there's just not a ton there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't exactly. really need to be. Yeah. I, I, Stretch is giving us a, um, a face. It's like when you say stuff like, you know, there isn't that much more to it. It's like, ah, oh, well, I guess he hasn't got that page yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I imagine there's still a lot more underneath the hood that I'm missing. Right. Um, and I mean, like, you know, there's, there's stuff like shield parries that are never explained to you uh, anywhere. Honestly, that's something that you need to just stumble upon to just the location of the shield. You need to mm-hmm. accidentally yeah. your way towards. Yeah. Um, it's not entirely out of the way. So most people will likely accidentally into it. Um, but it's like a, it's like a, if you want to play it at the basic level, you can play it at the basic level. If you like want to get like deep into like a, a build, a strategy, um, you can also do that. Mm. yeah because i have seen i got an achievement for like you did you did a special technique and i'm like yeah. i don't know how but yay i did yeah, it that would have, that would have rolled been the, and slashed her yeah, yeah the roll, yeah, stam- what it roll did. stamina yeah. strike yeah mm-hmm. well i'm and interested like, if there's more than because i've i've collected now the second thing second colored thingy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if that feels the like i've MacGuffin. done a lot so if i haven't come across that stuff yeah, there's there's one there's specifically one thing that I'm really thinking about in relation to some of the items that you get. Huh. Um right. that is just like a you would never even think to do this aside from where it's vaguely hinted at um in a in a random well, page. I'm interested. I love mm-hmm. how much you have to tiptoe around everything without to to try not to give away like solutions to some of the puzzles and stuff. That's, like, I that's think that a says lot. a lot about how how much it's got, it, the game requires you to kind of explore and uh, try and fail and and do more yeah, than just I, kind I of follow think your path. It requires like you can you can get away with not engaging with it all that much if you want, but mm-hmm. it heavily rewards you if you do. Yeah. yeah. So very you're very incentivized to do that. And that's for for anyone who's listening to this and is interested in you know the same kind of way that I keep like alluding to things or like having to slightly hint on things and stuff um specifically for the the secret collectibles um if you do want to check out my guides the the secret collectibles i've specifically structured them so that the top of the article is related to hints as to what to do or what pages are related to finding the solution um and then i've got a big break to say spoilers below before i actually give answers so if you're like man like i have a feeling that i know what's going on or i've just found the first of something brand new that i've never seen before what's the deal with that Mm. um and you want like some more hint info um then i've i've tried to do my best to to make it as as uh pointing someone in the right direction as opposed to giving them the answer but i've just i've just been having a blast sitting in the tunic discord watching people as they figure stuff out or getting to slowly point people in the right way and it's just it's fun 
it's a it's a game that you want to help other people enjoy yeah honestly there's there's a lot about it that i think reminds me of elden ring in a way where it's it's another game where it doesn't really explain much to you right like it gives you maybe basic controls but it doesn't you know there's no tutorial mode there's no easy like here's a glossary of everything you can do right and I think it's it's interesting to see Elden Ring. I mean, it's like one of the most popular games of the year, obviously so far, right? Like it did 12 million sales. And now here Tunic is also resonating a lot with people. And it's that same idea of we're not really going to hold your hand. You have to figure a lot of like the cool shit out yourself. And I think it's it's just nice to see that more of these games are coming out and are resonating with people and are becoming popular because, you know, not that games that hold your hand are bad necessarily. It's just there's there's that... I think stretch you're illustrating it really well there's that satisfaction of figuring something out yourself something that's been laid out to you you're able to connect the dots <laughs> right and, and instead of the game saying if you hit this wall 50 times it'll open right like instead of something you figure out that's a right? different and, kind of satisfaction <laughs> true, <laughs> imagine, true. Being, imagine being the guy that found that you're like what right Just make sure you yell oh yeah as you go through there was one puzzle that after translating the hint for, I literally sat here at my desk for five hours, um, just just pondering, thinking, testing out solutions. I set up a secret channel in our Slack specifically for people who didn't care about spoilers so that I could bounce stuff off them. Um, it was like a three-line clue. And my wife got home from work and I was like, look, you know, I know that you don't know anything about this game. You have no, you know, desire, but I just, you know, can you read this clue and tell me like what your knee jerk reaction is? And she gets through the first line and say, oh, well, the, the first line means this, right? And I went, what? And she said, yeah, because this is a type of that. And I went, oh my God. And what I had spent five hours throughout the day trying to figure out uh, <laughs> within 30 minutes of her getting home, I had cracked and I was the the first person on like the the awesome special uh you know reviewer discord that uh that they set up for for all of us playing so that we could collaborate mm. i was the first person on the discord to get that and everyone was like, oh it was just it's so much fun so oh, you yeah. were like gandalf when frodo says mel on a friend or whatever right <laughs> opening the minds moria a mail order friend what yep People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the real ones know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, the the true off. loader fans. Yeah, That's actually, right. what I would say is to those out there who are interested in playing it, get together a small group of friends, all get Game Pass, whatever, pay the dollar for a month. Sure. Um, yeah. And set up a group chat. So what I'm hearing is this is a together. offline strand game. <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, Kojima's honest... influence knows no bounds. <laughs> This this uh, your Discord thing. It just sounds like the out game version of messages, right? Like an Elden Ring, right? And I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, two finger it's... butthole. <laughs> yep. Less of that. Less less of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. With uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with the artwork, there might be. Maybe. Oh, speaking yeah. speaking of uh, buttholes, do you guys want to know a cool fact about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? <laughs> no, I really yes. don't. <laughs> yes. Do you think Dumbledore shows up? <laughs> no, he, would he have been born by this point? I'm not he, sure. He went to Hogwarts in the 1890s. More like Dumbledore. Did he? Mm-hmm. 
I thought Fantastic Beast was set in like the 60s or something. He was a professor there at that time. He wasn't the yeah. same. I'm talking about when he was When student. was Dumbledore born? Dumbledore student. <sighs> Live Google. 1881. So, oh my god. He... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like shattered Scrappy's world. <laughs> I'll say it wasn't a matter of if, it's when is he going to show up? Yeah, there's going to be an Albus somewhere. Well, yeah. Maybe, what oh, if, what if you could what be if like your the character guy? is the father or mother? Or you're the bully. <laughs> Fuck you, Albus. I'm Slytherin. <laughs> you little, little shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that is We're not a wrap. pro-bullying here. That was oh. a joke. Yeah, no, that was a joke for sure. Unless it's Sam. We're pro-bullying him. Okay. <laughs> Only people in the Slack know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's a very wide-reaching joke you got going yep. on there. Um, but that's that should do it for us for this week's episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it here. Um, if you did, feel free to leave us a review on wherever you're listening, or if you're watching us on YouTube or on our site, leave us a comment down below and let us know what what house do you hope to be sorted into in Hogwarts Legacy? Are, are you are you Gryffindor or are you more of a Slytherin? Let us know. Are you one of them hippie Hufflepuffs? <laughs> Huff and puff. <laughs> Um, uh, and also please feel free to share this episode with your friends if you did enjoy it that would help us out a lot just some outreach and all that Um, and if you want more from us we are always posting news reviews and features at techraptor.net we will be back next Monday see you then